We trying to behave ourselves on the story? We don't know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday, so we are back with TGIF and, you know, with two of the most fabulous men in the business. So uh, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax. I hope, hope you got something good to drink and sip on because we got some hot tea to add to that. Uh, fellas, what's up, Al Reynolds? What's up, Al? Hi, what's going on, Claudia? <clears throat> Have you recovered from our trip? I am still working on this voice, but yes, I have recovered. Mm, we will be talking about you in just a minute. Please also welcome Funky Daniva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? Good to see y'all again. Didn't I just see y'all two days ago? You did. Um, <laughs> oh, we had a good time over the weekend. Three of us met up in New York City for Fashion Week, and we went to the premiere of Sherry Shepard's new show. Sherry, did y'all have fun? What did y'all think about our time together? It was long overdue. Uh, you know, the last time we were together, we were in Miami and we cut up. Uh, we had a great time in New York. New York, we had a, you know, a little more classy-based time. We were there on a little bit of work and play. Um, I'm not going nowhere with Al Reynolds ever again. <laughs> Al do not know when to go home. Q, your face <laughs> looked like someone that was held hostage or that was on a date that couldn't get out of a date. Didn't know what to say. When you walked into the restaurant to meet us over at Brooklyn Chop House, uh -huh. you walked in with everybody was like, Al was like, mm, what's popping? What's going on? Let me get some of the shrimp. And you know how he do. Eat off everybody's plate, right? I was so over it. Q's face was, was like so this. over it. He was like, but he ended up going with me, leaving there and going with me to, to um, Jennifer Hudson's birthday skating party. On no, Rockefeller that's where we were coming Center. from. That's where we were coming from. No, yeah. that's where we went. No, y'all went to see. He don't even know because it's all a blur because all the stuff he had <laughs> in his unset, dumb stomach, damn stomach. We Remember met Claudia after the Jennifer Hudson party. Oh, we met Claudia at, at, at 12 midnight. That's right. right. Well, yeah, anyway, he, after something. that, he went He went with me to the third stop. I, I did that. go with so, Al to the third stop. But let me so, tell you what Al, let me tell you what Al did. <laughs> Call the car. Okay, now the car on my Uber account, on my on my credit, on my name. The people talking <laughs> about they one minute outside. Al is nowhere to be found. He's on the other side of the road. Have you ever heard the term corralling cats? It's like <laughs> corralling cats dealing with Al. And at one point, I literally had to push him out the door at Jennifer Hudson's party. I'm like, stop he, talking he to people. The car is outside. Go. But wait I'm just going to say what I've known all along. The Al on TGIF is not the Al Reynolds off, off the clock. It is, listen, Al Reynolds is the top button. It's button up tight. He's on, he got his notes. He's ready to go. The Al Reynolds on the weekend, he's smoking a little white girl cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I wish y'all know, uh, TGI fans, I normally document everything on my Instagram page. Yeah. I know all of y'all have been asking. We was trying to plan the queen's funeral child. I did a post asking what was people bringing to the funeral. And my dumb ass tagged Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Baby, 30 minutes later, my whole Instagram account was gone. So I'm working to get it back. All of y'all were asking me where my Instagram account is. The queen don't shut me down from the grave. And shout out to Bevy Smith and Rolanda for that tea they gave us. Oh, baby. 
Al, that was a fun lunch, wasn't it? <laughs> Why am I constantly being beat up in this whole trip? What are you I talking about? No, we had a fun you... lunch. I, I forgot it... about their tea. I forgot about their tea. Remember the whole thing about... um. Shut up. Yeah, we can't <laughs> talk about that. The brown... It was great. Let me tell you guys, fans, if, for if some of you guys are younger and may not know Rolanda Watts, but Rolanda Watts is a, a legendary talk show host. And it, it meant a lot with us being talk show hosts to be able to just sit down and kick it with like one of the legends in the game. That was definitely right. one of the highlights of the trip for me. She's and amazing. I know, I know Kim Bronson wanted to know if Sherry, if they saw Funky on Sherry's show. Actually, we were all three of us were there. And Rolanda Watts happens to be the announcer of the Sherry Shepherd show. So that's why she was there that day. And we 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 talked to her because I'm pretty friendly with her. I talked to her to come join me for lunch. We love we her. And uh, Funky and Al also ran into one of our biggest fans. All right, take a look at this clip. My family, this is my, my real family. Give us your name. My name is Monique Mentor from Brownsville, Brooklyn, Brownsville, New York. Brooklyn, Brownsville, Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn,
once again, I wish he could have gotten the love when he was here. And I, we do this all the time, right? When someone passes or we're like, oh, they were so awesome. But when's the last time we said that, you know? And we got to make a point of doing that. Maybe we can do, do develop a segment or do something because I, I'm just, it's, we've been getting hit back to back yeah. to back to back. And it's, I just want these people to get their flowers while they were alive. All right, we are moving on. Uh, R. Kelly has been found guilty on six counts of the 13 charges he faced in a federal case in Illinois. The jury convicted Kelly of six child pornography counts, but acquitted him on the remaining seven counts, including charges of conspiracy and enticement. Kelly had already been convicted of federal sex crimes in New York and sentenced to 30 years in prison. R. Kelly will be sentenced at a later date. Al, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this update? I mean, good. Good, right? We we know that he had to face it. I'm glad they found um, him guilty. I'm glad his legal battles are, are starting to curtail. Um, but this is my question, panel. Um, you remember there were two other people, his manager, who was allegedly, you know, accused of helping to do the corral, the, um, you know, corral, helping him get them corral. and someone else. So do we have any update on if they have been sentenced or not? What's the verdict on their side? Does anybody know or just R. Kelly's the only one they have announced at this time? R. Kelly's the only one I've heard of. So according to the article that they were not convicted, that um, they didn't get, they, they didn't get any charges. Okay, got it. According to the article that we read. So something else that I wanted to point out that was very interesting about this case. I don't know if you guys remember the infamous early 2000s R. Kelly sex tape when the girl was dancing in the log cabin. Mm -hmm. That was actually Sparkle's sneeze. Um, during that time, the young lady denied being the girl in the video. And um, because she did not want to get R. Kelly in trouble. I guess years have gone by now. She's now an adult and realizes the severity of what took place. She testified in court and said, I am the girl in the video or whatever the case may be. And that um, at the time I adored him. I didn't want to get him in trouble. He came to my parents' house, got on his knees and begged my parents not to go to the authorities or whatever. And because they asked her, why did she lie way back when? And she was just giving the details behind why she lied. Um, and I'm just glad that that situation has now been made whole. Mm -hmm. And Sparkle feels vindicated because Sparkle did an interview about a year ago where she said that she really doesn't talk to her niece. And that, that whole situation left their family fractured because since the girl did not corroborate the story, it made Sparkle look like she was keeping up mess and lying. So, you know, and that's understandable for the girl to be like that, um, to not be ready or to feel like I'm scared. I was talking to a girl the other day and she was saying, you know, I, I love Chris Brown. Like he's someone that I look up to. And if he wanted to holler at me, no matter whatever the age difference was, I would have went for it because, you know, I, I adore this person. I get it. And, and I love that she matured and then realized how big this was and that she had to do the right thing. And I know Sparkle's probably like, finally, because that's got to feel like crap. She was just trying to do the right thing. Yep. Yeah, and Sparkle's career paid the price behind all that. I mean, Sparkle yep. lost a lot behind this situation. So hopefully there can be, this can start some healing for their family. Well, moving on, Cheryl Lee, Cheryl Lee Ralph won her first Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her role in Abbott Elementary. Jack A. Harry was one of the many celebrities who celebrated Cheryl's win by posting a photo of herself with the Emmy she won in 1987. Jack A. wrote, winning my Emmy was a career highlight. 
but it was also lo a lonely experience. For 35 years, I've been the only Black woman to win Outstanding Supporting Actresses in a comedy series, but that all changes tonight and it's come full circle. Jack A continued, the network originally wanted Cheryl to play Sandra on 227, but I got the part and won an Emmy for it. Now Cheryl joins me as the second Black woman in the category, and deservedly so. I'm so excited for her Emmy win. That is insane that it's been 35 years, first of all. Second of all, what, what are your thoughts on Cheryl's big win, and why did it take so long? Q, let's start with you. I mean, I think it is great. I love the full circle moment even more. Like, she was, you know, being vetted to play Sandra. 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 And Jack A ends up getting an Emmy for that award, for that role. And then she circled back all this. I mean, what a full circle moment, y'all. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's weird that it took 35 years. I mean, it, it's very hard for me to believe that there has not been a Black woman in a supporting role on a sitcom on any network in the 24 hours in the day that was not worthy of um, winning an Emmy. But, you know, we, we know the world we live in. We, we, and we, we just going to take this win and celebrate it right now. We're not even going to be all negative about systematic oppression and racism and all that. Thank you. Um, shouts out to Shirley Ralph. TB in the comments says it's great that Cheryl won, but it's not a win. Only two black women in history have won. That's a slap in the face. Uh, Al, what do you think about this story? You know what? All I got to say is finally, finally. Um, <clears throat> you know, she's been in the business for 45 years. And this woman is always so graceful. She's so classy. The quality of the stuff that she participates in is just like, she's like, black royal to me in entertainment in my opinion i remember her on moesha i remember her on sister act and dream girls remember she was in designing women do you guys remember that mm -hmm. show? Yeah. she was in designing women when there were no black women in designing women she was in harlem kitchen and she was also in er this woman has consistently showed up and showed out in everything and she does it with class she has the diva foundation that we know but from working on broadway she had a lot of friends that died of hiv and aids so she spends a lot of her time and effort and money in supporting those causes and last but not least you guys i have to always love cheryl lee ralph because she gave me my first television award we are an award-winning show because of her and the organization that she's associated with better brothers la they gave us the media award i feel overwhelmed for even someone like her and her team of people looking at our show and being inspired thank you cheryl lee ralph for always been an inspiration and thank you for the award she's absolutely a friend of fox soul she's been in the studios and she's awesome and such a deserving woman all right y'all taking a quick commercial break put your comments in the chat and give us some flames if you're enjoying tonight's show we'll be right back with more tgif after this welcome back to tgif uh, we got a fan request and it's for qq they want you to do an impersonation of miss shirley Ralph. you know you know it's so funny that they asked sister act two was actually my favorite movie so y'all remember that scene? Feeling with the light of day. Feeling with the light. Damn, I always mess up that part. Rita Louise Watson. Rita. Rita. What's that? Oh, it's just something I'm messing around with, Ma. Just some music Sister Mary Clarence wanted us to learn for the choir. And just when were you going to tell me you joined the choir? Give me that. 
Now, how many times do we have to go through this? Singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Do you know how many people sitting out there singing they shoulda, coulda, woulda? Your daddy was one of them. Do you want to end up like that? No, mama, I don't. Then you have no time for the choir. The choir is out. <laughs> now, run me my Emmy. <laughs> the Emmy goes too. All right, good job. All right, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, in, in, in engaging us in that. All right, so moving on to this tragic story the killing of rapper PNB Rock has left people on social media shook after it was reported that an Instagram story posted by his girlfriend allegedly led to his death. The 30 year old rapper was at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Los Angeles with his girlfriend, who apparently posted a now deleted photo of her food and pinned their location. According to the police, the suspect entered the restaurant, pulled out a gun, and attempted to rob PNB Rock before shooting him multiple times. With this news, some people are now thinking twice about sharing their location in real time. What do y'all think about this tragedy, Al? Let's start with you. Yeah, see, remember a couple of weeks ago, you and me, you and Funky got into it because you guys were like, oh, we should be able to post in real time. And I was saying, because of the Kim Kardashian event, I mean, uh, incident, you should be very aware of maybe posting an hour or so later or even the next day. Well, it come to find out LA authorities are saying that there's a rising trend of this type of crime and it's called follow home robberies, right? And, and, there, and there also other violent acts. So we know that it happened to Terrence J. We know that Pop Smoke, it happened to Pop Smoke. We know it happened to Kim Kardashian and Mob, M-O-B. So I just think, I'm going to say it again, I really think we need to be aware about, especially if you're a celebrity, especially if you have expensive jewelry or have expensive things, just be aware of when you post. We have got to stop posting our locations. And maybe, just maybe, you know, Instagram can have some type of feature that you can post it at a later time. All right, Q, what do you think? So just for clarity, Al, I remember if I remember the argument correctly, we weren't arguing about posting stuff in real time. Your your position was that lady people should stop posting their jewelry and their their lavish belongings. But neither here nor there. I'll never forget y'all. Before I even broke into entertainment, I was still doing accounting. Me and Derek J had become friends, and we had went to a restaurant somewhere. And I was just so happy to be around a pseudo celebrity at the time. So like I took a picture and I posted it where we, where we were at. And he was like, uh-uh, take that down. I'm a celebrity. Somebody can come up here and get me. And then, you know, that is always stuck with me. Y'all know I'm the king of posting where I'm at, but typically when y'all get those posts with me from restaurants and stuff, they're typically after I've left already. Um, this is sad that this happened to this man. Um, What's going on, y'all, now with all these little low-level rappers in, the, in these robberies, killings, gang activity? Like, are, are they gang-banging? Or, I mean, mm -hmm. what is it? Because it seems like everybody's dying. Well, if you ask me, I think this is a, this is a larger dis conversation, Q. This is a conversation of gun violence in our community, specifically in the black community that's on the rise, triple actually, and also the black on black crime that's on the rise in our community, which has also tripled. So I, I, I would have to say it's a, a combination of everything. It's also a combination with the economic effects of COVID and people being out of work and the anxiety of illness and sickness in our community. And a lot of people just don't know how to manage it. 
you know, a lot of this uh, people not being in work, it's not because they can't get a job, because never have there been a demand for employment as there is now. But people don't want to work. People got money, and they they were, a lot of people got money a very easy way during COVID, and they got spoiled. And um, I'm seeing in the chat that people are saying that he actually posted first. And I, I, I do know this about this girl. How traumatizing is it that everyone is blaming her for this? And some people on Instagram or social media are saying that the, the LAPD is getting their cues from what they saw on social media. I do know this. The girl's Instagram page, he had taken away her password a while ago. She wasn't even on social media for months, and they just got it back on Monday. So she had just got it back and posted something. I don't know if these people, these robbers, were following her. I don't know that. And I think it's a little irresponsible for even LAP to say that without exact proof. If the story well, taken down, you can't see. Let me just finish real quick, Al. You can't see who viewed the story when, once, it, once it's taken down. And I well, just feel I, like, like we don't know that yet. So why are they putting that? I think they are, they are just. Hold on, Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. The LAPD has made a statement and said that it wasn't the girlfriend's fault that the, the uh, PNB actually posted where they were before she. That's posted. what I just said. He posted. Yeah, he posted first. Right. And then so I don't think people should be beating up on her. They they very much made it clear that he she is not the reason why they found him. Yeah, but it's like the way that is being presented is the it's the location. She's it's like almost a whisper that he posted first. It's almost like an afterthought because all that's on social media is F this B. She's the one that got him killed. And even Nicki Minaj made a comment about it, and some other celebrities are really putting the blame on this girl who was his girlfriend. Imagine the trauma if you're with someone, you're like, oh, chicken and waffles. She didn't say she was with them. He posted. I don't know. It, you're right. We do have to be careful. We do have to be, we do have to keep our head on a swivel these days. But, but damn, I just put myself in her shoes right now and how awful she must feel. Yeah. All right, y'all, we got to get into this story. Um, oh, Tristan Lee says it could have been someone in the restaurant. 1,000%. In LA, they are known to call paparazzi and call their boys when they see certain celebrities come up. And he had a white BMW Mercedes Benz he rolled up in with a whole bunch of jewelry on. And they are mm. thirsty right now in LA, y'all. They are thirsty. All right. Sad story. Uh, you guys, in a recent interview, Candy Burris made some strong accusations against Carlos King, the former executive producer of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. She accused King of stealing Escape's life story behind her back. When asked why she and Carlos King are no longer friends, Candy said he was the one who stole my group's life story and sold it to TV One. What do you think about her claims? Al, what do you think about this? This is this was really weird. I had never seen uh, Candy go so hard on someone and calling, you know, she cursed. But Claudia Funky and I, we've all worked with him. He's all given us opportunities to work in the business, and he's created a number of media stars. I'm wondering if there was just some type of disagreement or misunderstanding of some sorts. We know, we you know, Candy's not a liar. Um, we know that uh, she's lived a very transparent and above-board life. And, and 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 Carlos, we don't know. We don't know Carlos as being a person who steals people's stories or whatever. So I'm just hoping that it's a misunderstanding. But you know what, guys, don't forget Carlos and Todd, Candy's husband, created that number one show, The Encore, over at BET last season. It got picked up for another season. So do you think this beef between Candy and Carlos is going to spill over on this number one show that Todd and Carlos has at BET? I, I think so. I mean, if that's the way she feels, you know, it's probably going to cause some static, which sucks because they created magic together, and I love both of them. Q, what do you think? Well, obviously, uh, Candy's uh, feelings about Carlos um, don't roll, spill over into Carlos and Todd's business 
too much because remember, Carlos was the one who was accused of telling Phaedra the, um, you know, the, 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 I want to drug you and rape you and take you to the sex dungeon stuff with, uh, Portia and Phaedra. So either way, um, Carlos is a friend of mine. Candy used to once manage me. Um, talk, uh, Carlos had office space in Candy's studio at once upon a time. Now, I don't know if what Candy's saying is the truth. Candy doesn't lie. But if it is the truth, it's effed up. If, it, if, if you're going to sell those people's life story and, and, and a deal is going to be made on their life story, I feel like all four of the members should have been a part of any deal about their life story that was presented to anyone and sold right. to anyone. That, that, that's just decent. And she was so um, visibly shaking when she was telling the story and her voice was cracking and people kind of get Yeah, because they they operate in close proximity of each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in close proximity. We've worked together. You've known me all this time. Like I said, I don't know if it's true or false, but if it is true, just as a friend, as a friend, it's jacked up. Um, And... Outside of friendship, it's just messed up to take somebody who's living and take their life story and pitch it somewhere, and they're not a part of the deal. How are you going to capitalize off of my stuff? I will say this. Uh, Candy did say that um, Carlos did not tell Phaedra that lie. People in the chat are saying that. So I know okay. that. Yeah, so she did clear that up. One thing I do like about Candy is she is fair. Like, just because she's mad at someone, she's not going to say, yeah, and they did that too. They did that. She's going to stick to her story. She's not going to just put a little extra on it. Aries 88 says she said uh, he was around them to get information on them, even asked her mom questions. She thought they were friends. So I hope they can work it out because they did make some good shows together. All right, moving on. Lately, Nicki Minaj has been on a dragging spree and she's not holding back. After going off on Girl Bay on a recent episode of Queen Radio, Nikki is now adding Lonnie Love to the mix. A Twitter user wrote, I want somebody to drag Lonnie Love ass too, but hey, that's just me. Nikki responded, I can't drag her by myself, that's for sure. Social media users felt that Nikki was body shaming Lonnie Love and took things too far. What do you think about Nikki Minaj's beef with the former host of The Real Q? What do you think? Listen, Nikki, those ladies were just doing their job. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mad at everybody else except your husband. You chose him. Of all the men in New York City, you chose him. So, mama, you have to deal with the fallout of the choices that you made. I always say on my YouTube videos, I don't make the news. I just report it, okay? Those ladies were a talk show. That was a trending topic. Um, it, it would bring ratings and they provided, you know, they got a guest that was part of one of the biggest stories in pop culture. I mean, don't take it personal. They were doing their job. And at the end of the day, I, you know, I don't know if your husband is guilty or innocent or what I wasn't there, but something happened between him and that damn woman. So be mad with your husband. Okay, good points. Al, what do you think about this? So <clears throat> I completely understand what Funky's saying, but there there's a there's a there's a real life element to this that I can understand. I'm not saying I support it, but I can understand. I can understand being Nicki Minaj, and I can understand to me, it's all bets are off when you start talking about my family, when you start talking about my husband or my wife, and when you start talking about my kids. To me, I don't care. I could be uh Nicki Minaj. Lodge, a Lulu Lodge. 
I'm, I'm going to defend my family and I'm going to defend my kids. That's number one. So I can understand her being upset that someone is talking about her. But the other thing I don't understand, though, and I don't like is, number one, I don't like this idea of our most visible, uh, beautiful black women fighting on national television or, or in national media. I just don't like that. That's disturbing. Black women want to be uplifted. The uplifting have to start with you. So I think unless it's somebody who's trying to destroy you, then I think we just need to be a little bit more aware about, you know, being positive and uplifting each other. The second thing though, and I don't I don't know why Nikki's doing this because I think Nikki is so freaking amazing. Super Freak Girl is number one in the Billboard MTV Awards. She got like three awards. She got the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award. She's the first artist to have seven songs in the Billboard 100. She's a culture icon. These antics, though, I just feel like her antics are tarnishing her legacy. And it doesn't have to because she is an amazing woman. So, Nikki, I know it's hard, but just try to do just a little bit better because we love you. Here's the thing, y'all. Right is right and wrong is wrong. There are a million bloggers on YouTube that went way harder on them, on Nikki, in her case, in her life, than what Garcelle Beauvais and Lonnie Love did on The Real, which are very respectful. They simply had the victim, the alleged victim on the show and did an interview with her. They weren't out of pocket. They weren't biased. They weren't, they weren't hating on her. They didn't come for her son. Unlike what Nicki Minaj did to Garcelle Beauvais' son and justified him being bullied. I'm not afraid to take this head on, and I'm going to take this head on. Nikki, you're a dope actress. I'm sorry, you're a dope artist. But as a human being, as a fellow woman, you, you have a history of doing this. You talk about Lonnie Love's weight. Oh, I need help dragging her. And then you come for someone else's kid because you said, they may, but you're mad that they came for your kid. You cannot have it both ways, mama. You cannot go for someone else's kid and then be mad when they come for yours. You cannot make jokes about Garcelle Beauvais' white husband leaving her and then get so irritated when, you know, she had to simply interview the alleged victim of your husband that you chose. We want to go back to focusing on your music, but you make it hard with that Queen Radio, Mom. I feel like that Queen Radio is a bad look to you because it, it's, it, I get that it's your therapy and you get to vent, and it is good to have a voice. But, like, every time it's you cussing somebody out and we're forgetting about your music, you are number one right now. You don't need to be doing this. Get out of the, get out of the trenches. You are an A-lister. You are his history when it comes to hip-hop. You are history. And although I'm not a fan because of the antics, I can respect your work and your career. You are dope as hell as a rapper. You really are. But as a woman, it's hard to uplift you and defend you when you do stuff like this. Garcelle Bobe is one of the most unproblematic women in the industry. She don't bother nobody. She interviewed an alleged victim of rape that you happen to be married to. We didn't choose him. You did and with that being said, honey, take us to commercial. I want to break and go ahead, Barb, have at it. I'm moving anyways. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to the chat. I see y'all. I see y'all showing love and supporting and saying that y'all feel what I'm saying or what we're saying here. Listen, about this show, we're not going to try to be mean. Sometimes we are, but it's just been fun. But we're going to have a deep dive into these topics, and we're going to be, uh, we're going to keep it a buck on this show at all times. And that's why you love us. And that's why we never won. Okay. All right, y'all. City Girls JT is under fire after a video went viral of her snatching a fan's phone from her hand and allegedly deleting a video the fan took of her without her consent. Fans seem to think that the fan should have retaliated. And JT clapped back with, why would, why would she punch me for recording my conversation and playing loss? I thought she was just taking a pic. 
Her flash was on a little too long, and I noticed it was a video and reacted. She could have reacted how she wanted after that. What are your thoughts? And what do you think, Jay? Do you think JT um, had the right to respond that way, Al? And how, have you ever had that someone trying to take a video of you and you're not really ready for that? Oh, first of all, if she she's an entertainer, and, and you're in an open forum like that, people are video uh, recording you across the room, behind you, to your left and right. So the fact that you did that was wrong. First of all, not only is it wrong, but it's illegal. It's against the law for you to smack out of their hand or snatch out of someone's hand their personal property like their cell phone. And if you do, that is called assault and battery, and you can get a misdemeanor, A, B, C misdemeanor for that. And given young lady that you just got out of prison a couple of years ago, you may have a probation little situation if you're still on probation, but hopefully not because it's been a while. But that woman, you said she could have handled it a different way. She could have called the police and pressed charges. So I would chill out. Okay. I hear you. Key, what do you think? You know, I got mixed emotions about this, right? Um, Obviously, you know, there's a cost that comes with celebrity and that's people, you know, they want to take pictures and they want to take videos and show their friends, so on and so forth. But, you know, there also is there, there also needs to be celebrity etiquette sometimes. And I think what, what I found interesting is that JT put in her tweet re recording my conversation. You know, now I don't know if the, if the girl was close enough to JT for her to snatch her phone. I mean, JT may have been sitting there talking about something that she did not want to go viral. And if somebody is sitting there talking and you're that close recording them, that is kind of rude. It is kind of, it, it, it's, it's kind of it's rude. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but on the flip side of things, you're a celebrity in a public space. So I'm just, you know, I, I kind of don't know where I'm at with it. But if, if, if the girl was recording her conversation, that definitely is, is out of line. Uh, and that is true. And it's a proven fact that a lot of fans think they're entitled because they're like, well, I bought your album. I supported you. I downloaded your songs. I get that. But you should be able to have a moment off to the side for having a private conversation. But you are in the public. I feel you. It's like, oh, right. it's kind of hard. But maybe... Uh, she could have asked her to turn it off or stop. You didn't just have to snatch it. Chief Queef in the comments said that. You should have simply asked her to delete it. And probably being such a fan, maybe she would have. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe she'd be like, oh, my God, I got busted. My bad. Well, too, it also... You know, depending on what was recorded and what was said, it might have required a snatch. You know what I'm saying? She just like, girl, my gonorrhea just cleared up. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not trusting. You know what I'm saying? Or, or girl, I cheated on my man last night. It is good. No, no, baby. Give me this damn phone. Real quick, and I we don't want to spend a lot of time. Has anyone ever recorded y'all or taken pictures of y'all without your permission? Like maybe you're in a compromising situation? Mm -hmm. so, so I haven't been in a compromising situation when people do it all the time. Um, they don't need my permission per se. Like I've seen people in restaurants and they, and they be like this. And when I finish eating, I'll walk past and be like, Chad, you didn't have to sneak and record me. I don't bite. And I just make a joke out of it. And I'll take a picture with them or whatever, but it don't really bother me. Al? Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had that to happen before, not a pleasant experience. And the resolution that I came to wasn't very pleasant either. I had somebody arrested for it one time. I was sleeping. It was someone I was dating. He took a picture of me when I was naked. And when we broke up, he tried to use that against me and really caused, wreak some havoc and then tried to extort me. And um, I had him uh, immediately. He was arrested and snatched out of the office that he worked in in New York. Good for him. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And now he lives in another country. Anyways, uh, a nursing home was forced to apologize for hiring a stripper to perform for senior citizens in wheelchairs. The nursing home in Taiwan is a state-run facility for retired Army personnel. 
The nursing home paid the stripper to perform in celebration of the Mid-Autumn Festival, which is an important holiday in the Chinese culture. Now, a spokesperson for the nursing home said they will be more cautious when planning future events. Al, what are your thoughts on the story, and would you have been there for that? <laughs> I think I would have definitely 110% been there for that. Claudia and Funga, did you know, according to the British Medical Journal, that 8 out of 10 people between the age of 50 and 90 are still having sex? They're still having sex, and they're having sex of some sort. And also, the number of STDs in that age group has doubled in the last 10 years. And what I also found very, very uh, interesting was Florida, where Mr. Q lives in a retirement community called The Villages. It's considered the STI capital of the country. So I think a little bit of clean stripping rubbing breast on these older people is keeping them much more sexually healthy <laughs> than allowing them to fromp with each other. I think that the, the rate, I've been hearing that about the sex, the, the, uh, the STD rates in those uh, nursing homes being high. I think because they're mm -hmm. like, well, I can't get pregnant no more. Right. <laughs> some it, it's such a small population of people, so everybody's swapping everything. And, and you, plus, you immune assume. systems are low. You wouldn't assume some 80-year-old man is out here with syphilis. You'd think, oh, he probably ain't had it since 85. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kim, what you think about this story? All right, so listen, you know, I, I don't understand why we're treating grown people like children. Like, people are responding as if a stripper showed up at a high school. If anybody is more qualified to see a little bit of TNA, <laughs> I would think it's somebody who is 80 years old. I mean, they are good and grown, bona fide and grown. Not to mention, when you when you start talking about them being military vets and at their age, y'all remember on the movies how you see the military vets on the base and they would bring the female um people there to perform for them because they hadn't seen a woman in so long and the boys go all crazy. I mean, I think it was a little um, reminiscent of that. Um, I think just from a, a optics perspective, a burlesque dancer would have maybe been a bit more appropriate from a PR perspective. Mm -hmm. But these is grown people. These people is good and grown. They, they done seen it before. Leave them people alone and let them have some fun. I agree. I think it's much ado about nothing. Unless they put the thing on the forehead and all that. Then... <laughs> but all right, none of them were complaining. If they were complaining then, but none of them were complaining. Half of them probably know what's going on. They liked it. What? <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to the chat. We had almost 4,000 at one point, and y'all are agreeing that those old folks should just live their life and let them see a little thing thing if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yes. All right, y'all. It's bad enough you don't put your mothers in those uh, in, in, in a home in, in, in Taiwan, so let her live. All right, y'all. A Las Vegas sex worker is making sure every Las Vegas Raider, player, and their staff is well taken care of. Ariel Ganja says she's offering a 50% off special to the organization as a thank you for bringing excitement to Las Vegas. She claims the team has helped boost her business at the brothel she works for. Mm. Gondra hopes this opportunity will turn into a business deal with the team and that she will eventually become the official sex worker to the Las Vegas Raiders. Can you believe this story? Al, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I like it. 
I know you would. That's what I'm not mad at it. Look, Q, Q told us last week that the price of Tussie Cat is falling, and she's she listens to Funky, and she she giving them a discount. But this is the thing, guys. I don't know if y'all have seen the roster for the Raiders, but they are fine. So I totally get what she's doing. But look, these football players are doing that anyway. They buy girls washing machines. They buy them shoes, bags, purses, and all that stuff. So they with it, and she's with it, and, and she's got a discount, then what's wrong with it? They're about that life, and kudos to her for whatever. If that's really her in that picture, and she got herself on TMZ TV, then that was some good marketing. Something tells me she's she's going to have a little takeover in that town. Q? Listen, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. Straight men will stick their dingling in anything. She looked good, and it was, I mean, the amount of press that she's getting she could not pay for or whatever the case may be. So I think it's, it's, it's smart. And like she said, the team being there has brought her more business. So as a result of y'all bringing me business, I'm going to give you a referral discount. <laughs> like, like I, I'm here for it. And, and here's the thing. I was expecting her to look like some basic sex worker from them brothels you'll be seeing on the HBO documentaries. Real sex? Real sex. She look good. Trust and believe. She, she, look at her. She looks good. A lot of them going to call her, and she's going to become a regular for a lot of those players and staff members. I agree. Well, hey, you know, uh, I'm not a fan of paying for sex, but I guess when you break it down, men say they pay for it anyways. So, And it's legal in Vegas, in, in Nevada. It's, it's legal, so do your thing, I guess. My thing is this. Athletes, fine, body, charismatic, successful, and y'all Gotta still like buy it like that. But I guess maybe it's less headache. No, you wanna know so funny? I got a friend, I got a friend, uh, not a friend. I met a gentleman at a restaurant who was the CEO of a company and he was mm -hmm. uh, actually cheating on his wife. Uh, he said, but he prefers transactional sex mm -hmm. um, because that's just what it is. There's no feelings involved. There's no, you think I'm finna leave my wife. There's no, you know, cheating. You're not trying to extort me. You know, it, it's it's just a clean transaction. So when he put it to me that way, I was like, you know, now I understand why some people pay for sex. It's just easier versus going to the club, trying to woo a girl. She thinking you like her for real. Then you have sex with her. And then when you don't ever call her again, her feelings are hurt. And she talking about you tried to rape her or put yeah. something in her drink. It's just It's just a cleaner, easier transaction. Does make sense, and honestly, I, honestly, I feel like the fact that prostitution is is governed and illegal, like that's between them people what they want to do. That's a moral thing, I think. I don't, I think the law should be involved in that. I know it's not in Nevada for the most part. They do cook, kick the hookers out the, the casinos, but for the most part, you you know you can still go, you can go still do it. But well, Al said you can't even do hair out your house. <laughs> so where you gonna sell the sex at? If you can't even do hair out, your, if you, let's just pretend it was legal. If you if, where you gonna sell it out of? Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about Whippy Goldberg. She said her husband didn't even notice there's one thing missing on her body for years. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back with more after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all know I left y'all hanging, but here we are. Whoopi Goldberg claims an ex-husband of hers didn't notice that she doesn't have eyebrows. Whoopi said, I was married to a man who did not notice until one day he said, oh my God, you don't have eyebrows. And I said, yeah, I know. 
Whoopi also explained the reason for her lack of eyebrows. She said when she was younger, she had eyebrows as a little kid, and she had those little hair bumps on her eyebrows. So um, her mother removed them, and she said she just kept doing that, and that led to her not having eyebrows. She says, I don't know my face with eyebrows unless I'm working. They put them on and take them off. Girl, I hear you. Uh, I also am part of the struggle eyebrow community. Al, what you think about this story? And, and, and her... <laughs> well, you know what? I always wondered why she didn't have eyebrows when I used to see her. But, you know, honestly, Whoopi's beautiful. So it's like it, it, she can have them or she cannot have them. But I will say this, though. She must have been one of those ex-husbands or whoever the ex-husband that did not see this had to not be a black guy because black guys are definitely going to recognize your eyes, your eyelashes, your eyebrows. That's something that black men don't miss. So it, who, which husband didn't, didn't see these eyebrows? Well, actually, she was never married to a black man, so it had to be a white man. Yeah. Hence the last thing. Um, Q? You want to know what's funny? I get accused all the time when I have eyebrows. Like in, in in my comments and stuff on videos and pictures, they always be like, where is Funky's eyebrows? But Al, you know what? I'm going to counter you. I'm one of those people. I don't notice things like that on people. Like, you know how some people go out and they look at people's toes or their fingernails and they, mm. they recognize somebody's fingernails are dirty or they recognize somebody's nails are not done. Like, I literally could very much see myself being, being this man and not knowing Whoopi to have no eyebrows. I mean, wow. I didn't know she didn't have none now. Well, I guess we see her did up, but I don't be noticing stuff. It, it sucks that, like, in the 90s, I remember when I was a model, the trend was the super, super, super thin eyebrows, so we don't pluck them out, only to be here in 2022 trying to draw them in and microblade them back in and tattoo them back in. It's always something. Whoopi, uh, it works for you. <laughs> Imagine, imagine when the trend reverses and they get to sucking all this Palmer's blue and fixer flat out these asses <laughs> and these titties from these BBLs. I cannot wait for the the, the great BBL migration. It's gonna be a lot of y'all out there looking real stupid because y'all body's gonna look dated. People gonna be like, "Ooh, I knew you was a thought," because <laughs> the way your body is, you watch and see. I agree. I'm over it. Um, speaking of over it, it looks like whoever is running Chick Fil A's Twitter account might be in trouble. They might be over it. A Twitter user tagged Chick-fil-A, right, and inquired about an item that was no longer on the menu. The user wrote, grilled spicy deluxe, but still no spicy nuggets. Chick-fil-A responded, your community will be the first to know if spicy items are back added to the permanent menu. Many felt that Chick-fil-A's tweet could have been racially motivated. Al, what do you think about Chick-fil-A's response? And do you think Chick-fil-A is racist? You know they get. You know Chick Fil A is racist now, and I've been looking side eye Chick Fil A for a long time. Remember, they heavily funded many anti anti LGBTQ charities to the sum of six million dollars in 2019. Remember, they were against same sex marriages, and they were going to have that sit in. What was that lesbian? What was she calling that sit in? Uh, kiss in, because Chick Fil A does not support same sex marriages. Also, we know that Chick Fil A was accused of being a Trump supporter. Porter. I've always looked at side eye at Chick Fil A, and also the fact that the baby that whole the baby debacle and Chick Fil A that he support him. I know I'm not going to support Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A has done a lot in the last two years. We know they defunded what they originally funded when it came to the um, LGBTQ community. They stepped to the the plate when it came to the George Floyd trial. The CEO said we need to make some changes, but it still looks like there are a number of people. 
in their top or ever uh, management there that didn't get the memo. I think this was very racist, racially motivated, and it was insensitive, and they need to issue a statement apologizing for the insensitive, insensitivity. Kim, what do you think? So I definitely think that there may be, um, you know, uh, some type of prejudice culture that exists amongst Chick-fil-A hell, every major corporate corporation. Um, Chick-fil-A has a history of like clapping back and being funny in their tweets. And I just think that this was somebody who was probably attempting to be funny. They're probably white and out of touch and didn't realize the magnitude of what they texted because I don't think Chick-fil-A is dumb enough to blatantly be racist on a tweet. That I don't think. So I definitely think this is just somebody who's tone deaf, who's out of touch with the culture and didn't realize like what that could mean to the receiving end. Not playing devil's advocate, but doesn't our community like spicy, flavorful food? They shouldn't have said it, but ain't it true in a way? No, uh-uh. The Indian, we, we like Indian, Indian communities like spicy, <laughs> tasteful food. Africans like spicy, tasteful food. Now, Al, you know, black, the, people, black people put hot sauce on everything. <laughs> y'all, uh-uh, I'm not standing with y'all on this one. That's that's disrespectful. They make a lot of money. Yeah. Their entire no, no, no. it definitely it definitely no. was tone. It, it definitely was tone deaf. But this is not one of those things where I'm finna get up in arms about. I mean, with, with, I, I'm still waiting in line to get my monkey pox vaccine. I got bigger things to worry about than this tweet. So y'all <laughs> don't let this damn tweet uh, suck up all y'all emotions. Right. I, it, it was like, eh, you all tried it, but it's not the end of the it's world. Now this real. is a bigger deal to me. Uh, Haley Bailey was being uh, is being. Is dealing with racist trolls since Disney released the trailer as her of her as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. One racist person tweeted, "The new Ariel gonna be hoarding fried chicken and macaroni salad in a trove, huh?" Bet another person tweeted, "Only problem with the Black Little Mermaid, Ariel knew her father." What are your thoughts on these hateful tweets? Now this is racist right here. Now look. With all them damn Africans that y'all ass threw overboard in the Atlantic slave trade, and y'all ass got the nerve to be surprised a mermaid is black? <laughs> hell, y'all put us down there. What, you, what the oh hell are you talking about? But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. While I do think that there a lot of the backlash here, um, you know, some of it is racially motivated, I think the larger conversation here and what's making the larger part of the white community um, uncomfortable is the fact that they're not in the center. White people are so used to being the center of everything that I think uh, while she is getting racial backlash, and I acknowledge that, I think the greater conversation is that they're experiencing a lot of discomfort because they are not at the center and this is not centered around them. And they are so used to being the center. So white people, I'm here to tell you what y'all experiencing right now with Ariel and the Little Mermaid is how every little black girl feels when she walks down the aisle at a toy store and can't find a black doll. It's what every black woman feels when we go in entertainment and the white makeup artist doesn't have their shade. It's what we experienced in the 90s when we look at magazines and don't see ourselves in the magazines and we just have to rock with it anyway. Now y'all know how it feels. And they don't like it. Well, we are out of time. Um, that was just perfectly said, so we're going to leave it at that. Um, 
a million likes, dislikes on this uh, trailer is horrible. I want to thank my amazing co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Lisa Evers' Crime and Hip Hop. We will see y'all back on Friday. And I'm going to post some stuff from this weekend that we were all together. Since, uh, okay, we're going to post it. Bye, y'all. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go.